It's interesting that Denise started off in saying that thankful for tribulations. Because where we're at here in Acts, we're going to just see something, something hard for Paul. If you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn it to Acts 14. And we're going to actually start, pick up exactly where Matt had left off last week. So, but in, Matt, in Acts chapter 14 and verse 19. If you don't have your Bible, that's fine. Just follow along as I read. But we're in here, here in Acts. And so as we're here then, so down in verse 19, it says this. But the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the Jews, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went out on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel of that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went on to Atalia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, but where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And there remained no little time with the disciples. So that's, that's where we're going to cover, and that's what we're going to do this morning. But just as background, to, to catch you up to where this story begins, some of the things that had just happened. Paul of Barnabas had been going around to this community, to this community, then this community, and they had been preaching the word. However, it had not been well received. In Antioch, they'd been chased out of there. In Iconium, they had fled because they were scared of being stoned. Now they came here to then Lystra. Lystra was different, and this was last week Matt was sharing with us. In Lystra, they had healed a man, and they're like, they are gods! And that's where they had said that Barnabas was like Zeus, Paul was like Hermes, and it was Hermes because Paul was the one who spoke, and was the predominant one that. They, they were trying to make feasts for them and everything else. But now we have a very drastic change. Because Did you catch that some of that first verse that I had read here in verse 19? But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium. So remember, what was it we just said about Antioch and Iconium? Those were the two cities where, yes, they preached the gospel, but it was not received. And in Iconium, it specifically says the reason Paul left he fled so that they did not stone him. If you remember not that long ago from Stephen, like when they talked about stoning, it was with the intent of you dying. This was not like, oh, we just want to, you know, beat you or something else. And it just, this is a warning. No, this was a final verdict. This was reserved for something that was so heinous in their mind that it deserved death. And in this case, the reason the Jews were so upset is because what Paul was saying was that this Jesus who was here and that we killed is not God. He is not the Son of God. But yet Paul and Barnabas, that's what they were sharing. They were sharing the gospel and saying that this man is God come in the flesh. The Son of God is Jesus. And in him is the only salvation. That 
that's what, when we say he's preaching us, this is what they were saying. And then this, we had this transformation. And just before, the last verses he's saying, they were trying to worship him as gods. But here he said, the, these other Jews came from these other two cities, and then picking up in the middle of verse 19, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. Think about that for a moment. We, we talk about trials. We talk about tribulations. We talk about hard times. Does this qualify as that? Yeah, they, they literally stoned him, thought he was dead, drug him out of the city. Why? Because he preached the gospel. It was interesting. Paul up to this point, Paul and Barnabas, they said, we must preach the gospel no matter what. Whether that was back in Jerusalem, the reason that the gospel started to spread out from Jerusalem, because there was persecution there. They then came to these various cities. Some were well received, some were not. We're actually in the midst of several cities where it was not well received. To the point in which these Jews said, we will have none of this. This may have gone over somewhere else, it will not go over here. And even to the point, just think about that. They just, they followed him to persuade these other people and saying, no, this is the real deal. This is bad news. You must work with us to kill him. I, I don't know about you. I, I can't even imagine someone being that upset with me that they're going to follow me to an entirely different region just to get those people upset at me as well. That's commitment towards this. That's what we're looking at here. And it's interesting as... At this point, we see then again, what is Paul and Barnabas' response? It's in verse 20. He says, when the disciples gathered about him, this being Paul, he rose up and entered the city, and the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. He got up and went on preaching. Really, it's almost miraculous that he even survived the stoning. At this point, if you're ever going to have that uh, but moment, it's here. What more do you expect? They almost killed me. This is, it actually reminds me of something, and I hope you'll forgive me telling a story, but when I was a teacher in, in Turkey, there was this expression that my students would have. And at first, when they're in the lower levels and they don't know that much English, they would say it in Turkish. Ama Oretmen. Ama, oh, red man. What? Because at this point, I didn't understand all that much Turkish. So I'm like, but they were, they were emphasis about this. But teacher. Now, they didn't, teacher was actually a sign of respect because teachers are revered as wise. So they were not being disrespectful by not calling me by my name, but calling me by my occupation, even though it did feel like my plumber. Uh, experience, and you never really refer to someone as my plumber. It's like, no, this is a person. But they would say this, but teacher, when I had something hard, and it's like, we've already gone through this. Now we need to do more. Oh, but teacher. And I come here and think, like, what would our response be? When you've asked this much, and yet the thing is, what am I to do? Paul's saying, it is to preach the gospel, 
to take every opportunity to share the gospel, as opposed to what hopefully may stick in your mind now, is that experience. But teacher, you really ought to carry on. You ought to carry on in the path that God has laid out for you. But God, you don't understand. You don't understand what I've gone through. Have you ever been tempted to say that and think that? Because every one of us, we, we've got a story. It's like we can look back and I went through this, and I went through this, and I went through this. And I'm willing to say that even in a group this size, the majority of people here can look back and say, that time right there was really hard. I'm not even sure how I got through that time. Maybe it was a, a marriage that didn't go well. Maybe it was a re- some other relationship. Maybe it was a time in which you had no work and you had no means of supporting yourself. Every one of us can look back at something and say, but God, why? Why would you bring me through that? And even here, wouldn't you think they'd be tempted to say that for Paul? But God, why would you allow him to be stoned and yet then seemingly expect him to carry on in ministry? The next day he went on to the next city. Now I'm sure it took him longer to get there. It's, you know, you, you have physical ailments from this. But let me ask you a couple of questions. Because it almost the reverse, as much as the natural response is to say, this is not right that I have to go through this hard time. It is unreasonable that God would expect me to go through this hard time. That's our natural response. There might almost be the reverse then. Well then, John, are you saying I should want hard times? That I should go looking for hard times? I'm actually not. Because think about this for a moment. In, in the case of Paul, had he gone looking to be stoned? No. When it looked like he was going to be stoned in Iconia, he left the city. It's not like we look at the story and see the model is, we need to go looking for this hard time and put ourselves in the midst of that. No. What Paul did is he went looking for opportunities to share the gospel. It happened to be that as he went looking for opportunities to share the gospel, there were hard times that came. Do you see the, the difference there? It's, it's not that, let me look around in any possible bad situation I can put myself in there. No, it's, let me look around and see what opportunity do I have Just speak the truth. What opportunity do I have to share my story? My story, how that God has changed me. My story, how that I know that I can go through this and you can because I've seen what God has carried me through. Remember how I started that in saying, every one of us have a story. Every one of us have a journey. And I would really imagine that the majority of people here, you can look back at a time and say, I don't know how I got through that. Oftentimes, though, as a believer, you can say, I, I got through that by the grace of God. Or I got through that knowing this truth, that God is in control. Knowing some of the very truths that we just shared, what do I know about God? That He is loving. That He is consistent. That He doesn't take a day off work. That He is the only true answer. 
So with that story then, this tribulation is not pointless. But it doesn't stop here. Let, let's go back here to what Paul does. Because he says, we had just said that he rose up here after he, and he entered into the city. The next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. And this was the next city. And he said, when they had preached the gospel to that city and had met many disciples, so he had preached in Derby, made many disciples, people followed him. Catch what this next verse is. And the rest of this verse, he says, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, to Antioch. Do you remember what those three cities were? So we have Lystra. This is the city where he was stoned and left for dead. He went back there. He went back to Iconia. Where was that? That was the place he fled because he was scared he was going to be stoned. In Antioch, one of the other places in which the gospel was not well received. One of those three places in which these Jews set up and said, there's no way you can say this. He went back here. So what, we, what are things that we're learning and seeing from what Paul did here? He was persistent. He was not persistent in looking to just you know, woe is me, or hard times. But he was persistent in looking for opportunities to share the gospel. Even to the point of going back to the very same places where he had faced those hard times. What were some of the results then of that? So he's going back to these same places. And what is it he did here? Then he strengthened the souls of the disciples. So those people that were in those hard places, there were some who followed and he came back and he shared with them. He said, I want you to have this strength. The strength that's found in the gospel because it's exactly what he had been sharing with them. But he also then encouraged them to continue in the faith. That they do not look at this hard time, this persecution, because just a minute, Paul wasn't the only one who was been giving a hard time with this. If he had had to flee because they, were, they had stoned him, just imagine those who had stayed in that city and said, yes, I am a follower of Christ. They would not have been immune to the same type of persecution by these Jews who are putting down their heels and saying, no way is this the truth. They would have also faced it. And he's saying, I want you, you who are also going through a hard time, not unlike the hard time I have gone through, to continue in the faith. And he also says this, saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. It's like he's going back to these same places and he's saying, I will not be stopped. But more than that, it's not necessarily Paul personally, but it's saying the gospel will not be stopped. We can imagine many things which would stop us. I don't know about you. I like I really I actually have traveled around with the purpose, like when I went to Istanbul to Turkey, my purpose was to find some way to share the gospel there. And praise the Lord, I actually had the opportunity to be involved with a church that was planted there, involved and find some other believers who were trying to share the truth with those who knew none of it. Can I imagine ways to stop me? Just think about it for a second. You might look at me in one light and say, well, if you're willing to move around the world to share the gospel, he must have it all together. He must not be stopped. He's apparently got it. No. 
it's I still face the same thing that you do as to that mental thing of I should speak up now. I think they might hear this little bit of truth. And then the long list of excuses come through your mind. No, they'll 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 think I'm stupid. No, they won't listen to what I have to say. Oh, there's got to be a better opportunity. There's there's many of those. Like it's not like there's something special about that. But the, I am in the same boat as you, and I need to look at this example and say, the pattern we see here is that Paul looked for opportunities to share the gospel. He continued on in that path regardless if it was getting harder. In fact, to the point in which he says that through many tribulations, this is your path to the kingdom of God. And he then go, as he went back to these same places where he was fighting at them, He's going to encourage them. And then he set up others to stay there and to follow in the steps and to teach the word. And he says, and he commits them in prayer and fasting. Like he, it wasn't just, well, okay, now I'll turn over the work to you. But he's, you know, committing with them of saying, God, this is a work of God. It's interesting then is, like, how do you word that perhaps then? What we have to do is we need to enter into the path that God has for us. And that's going to be different for every one of us. What are your experiences? What opportunities do you have to simply share what God is doing? And are you taking advantage of that? Are you then continuing to look for that? You might, because think here of Paul. He didn't stop. And if, if you want that example of, this is about as persistent as you can be. You and I, we are able to be persistent as well. And it's because that we are starting into sharing that same gospel. It's not like it's some other truth that has no power, has no basis. The reason he continued on, the reason that he gave those disciples to follow on was that same strength. He's saying, it's not me. That I pray, though, that you would be strengthened in the faith. That this faith, in this gospel, in Jesus, that that would be your strength. By definition there, not just personal resolve. Not just special wording. But that you'd be strengthened in this, that that would be significant. And he encouraged them to then know that hard times are likely. As much as we can say, he didn't go looking for them, but he very much said to these believers that they are still likely to come. Because he says that in the middle there of um, verse 22. He says, encourage them in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. We should expect this. That as much as our Goal is not looking for hard times. But hard times are part of the path God has laid out for us. We should walk in them. Walk in that path, knowing that hard times are coming, with this saying in mind, the same saying that He had said to them, that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. That is possible. We didn't go looking for it. But yet we are not allowing those hard times to stop us from following after God. And that's a little bit 
That's a healthy approach in your mindset. It's a healthy approach in realizing, I, I don't need to stand here and think, oh, well, I'm not being persecuted the same as this other believer. No, that, that, because that wasn't the question for Paul. The question was, was he seeking to follow the path that God had for him? And it was very likely that hard times would follow in that path, yet even to be expected. So what that also means then, as I'm coming into the midst of this, just because something seems to be going wrong does not mean that I'm doing something wrong. Just because something is going wrong or something is hard, it does not mean that I'm doing something wrong. It might actually be a sign that you're actually sharing the gospel and sometimes you face opposition. It might be a sign that God has a plan and purpose for your life and that He needs to shape you in this way so that later you have the opportunity to stand in strength knowing what He has already taken you through. Like, if we never face hardship, it's hard to continue on in it when things come. But when God does allow these things to come, these things we call tribulations, we call hard times, we call persecution, when they come, you can walk through them knowing two things. Knowing... First of all, there have been other believers just like me who have gone through them as well. Second of all, I can go through them knowing what He has already done for me personally. Because as we look back and say, I can look back at my, my past, my journey, and I can say that, yeah, there are hard things I have gone through. And if we look through that in the perspective knowing that the only way I got through them in the first place was by the grace of God, then how do I face where I am now? By the grace of God. So as we look at this, I'm actually wrapping up, and you're like, wait a second, it's early. It's okay. There's a very specific point as to what Paul's saying here. He is saying that we must look for opportunities for the gospel that we must be very persistent in seeking those opportunities. So that's what he's saying. As a result of this big thought comes in the fact that by implication means even though I'm not going looking for hard times, I'm likely, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to as a believer in looking for opportunities to share the gospel, it is likely for me to be expecting hard times to come. I can be prepared for that. I can think through that. But what does that mean for you and I? What do hard times look like for you? What is it that is, makes it difficult for you to share the gospel, to share gospel opportunities? For some people, one very big thing in our community in, is loneliness. Especially as people get separated, isolated, sometimes because of really busy work schedules, sometimes because of just being older, sometimes that's a big thing of loneliness. What that then entails means you get discouraged, think that there isn't a purpose for me. 
get discouraged and think that there's no hope that I'm going to then have anything other than this loneliness I'm in the midst of right now. That very much is a barrier to the gospel because that can rob you of your joy. Look then also, there's so many other things. Like, I, there's no way that I can name exactly what you're going through right now. But there are a number of different ways in which these situations we come into that then are hard for us to deal with stop us from walking in that same path. Rob us of our joy. Rob us of our belief that God is able to carry us through what we're in. Rob us of the conviction that it is enough. We sang that song, God is able. But if we allow these hard times then to completely derail us, are we believing that? That in the midst of where I am now, God is able to carry me through that. Are we able to rest in the fact that He is enough? We are. But it's a matter of wrapping our head around some of these types of truths. So as you walk out today, know this, I'll just repeat what I had just said. Hard, hard times are likely part of our path. God has laid out what, that we should walk in them knowing that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. We don't need to look for hard times. We need to look for gospel opportunities. Knowing that hard times may come, knowing that hard times are not a sign that we have done something wrong or must stop. This morning, I want to encourage you with that thought. I want to encourage you with that thought that Paul was this persistent in looking for these opportunities. And he didn't even let being stoned stop him from looking for gospel opportunities. Looking to walk in the path that God had laid out for him. This morning, I would encourage you to diligently look and say, what is the path that God has for me? What are the opportunities that are around me? What are the ways in which I can seek Him and more of Him? And to go after it. To go after it wholeheartedly. Knowing, in essence, there's not some better way out there. Let's pause on that thought. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray. We pray that You would continue to shape and to change us. I pray that as we consider that thought of truly being persistent and seeking after You, that You would be at work in us and show us that. We know that this type of persistence does not just come naturally. We pray that You would continue to do this work in us. That we would actually even have the desire to go forward in the path you have for us, regardless of the hard times that may come. We pray for this week. We pray that you would open our eyes as we look around us for opportunities to share the gospel, opportunities to walk in your path, opportunities to seek more of you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.